it was just about perfect summer sipping right there. Like, it was good, so. This actually, I was just thinking about this one. This is kind of old-fashioned-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, yeah, cool. Minus, I'm not crazy. Like, if, you, if, if, if you made an old-fashioned without the bitters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even the orange peel, I could uh, see, yeah, you know, going in here. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we're drinking whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and I can guarantee you probably are. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We uh, are super excited about today's episode. We are drinking... Um, we didn't do our typical vote off on what whiskey we'd be drinking this week because this week's whiskey is King of Kentucky and it came as a Matt Porter ADHD whiskey. You got to do this right now kind of a recommendation. And you know what? Mm-hmm. When you're in you when you're in the that kind of an arena and they tell you, and someone like Matt says, "Hey, this is what you got to drink." you follow suit. So that's what we're drinking today. Super excited to get mm-hmm. into this. I know absolutely nothing about this. Uh, History-wise, taste-wise, I'm super excited to get into it. But before we get into that, um, you know, we're not one of those youtube We're not, we, you know what, we're not, we're not big on anything other than just hit us up on Instagram. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, so just hit us up on Instagram. If you're, if, if you're listening for the first time, second time, third time, um, hundred and forty ninth time is that what episode we're on call? Forty sixth. Forty sixth time. Hit us up on Instagram. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hear yeah. hear from me because you know what? That's what makes it fun for us. So anyway, that's the business. Mm-hmm. Here's the podcast. That's an old one, oldie but a goodie. But Cole, how you doing, man? You know, pretty good. I. Uh... Speaking of, uh, I guess we no, no one ever mentioned Entry Buzz, uh, but in terms of Entry Buzz, I had not a whiskey, but I had a 10% or like a 9.8% beer or something <laughs> along those lines. And bro, I am like, my head is like light. I'll tell you what, Cheryl uh, Crow. It was a crazy beer. Cheryl Crow circa 98, 99. Uh-huh. 19 in the the late 1900s as the kids like to say in the late 1900s uh-huh. Cheryl Crow was onto something which said got a good beer buzz in the morning and I tell you what like there's a difference between a whiskey buzz and a beer buzz and like the beer smiles are different yeah. than the whiskey smiles I'll tell you that much so they are they are and you know you could hand me three shots of whiskey and I'd be fine mm-hmm. if you hand me one 10% beer, like, dude, whole different story. <laughs> Bubble, it's the bubbles. Whole different bubbles story. Your head. I remember, oh gosh, it was. Must be. I want to say like New Year's 2017. And uh-huh. I had gotten some bad news and I was kind of in a bad spot. And we went to a New Year's party and uh-huh. I drank some champagne. And I, I mean, I had some whiskey, had some champagne, but the champagne, I swear, is what killed me. And I've never been sicker. Bubbles. <laughs> Holy moly! Unless it, unless you're Michael Jackson, yeah, they, Jackson bubbles will make you sick. So I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I you know, I can't explain. And it, maybe it's the bubbles. Maybe it is. But <laughs> I always said to my friend Trevor, I was like, man, beer hits me, man. It, hit, <laughs> it does. That's usually when I had yeah. a high high gravity beer. 
Yeah. And um, so I'm, I got a strong entry buzz today. And yeah, otherwise, life's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, yeah, I think I'm going to push back my exam. I hate that I'm mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but I don't think I'm ready. And it's in a month. And it, it kills me inside because that, you know, that's that's progress at work is completing another exam. That's like really good. But, you know, I they do it every six months and I'll be ready in six months. I'm positive about that, uh, which stinks uh, that I, I kind of have to do that. But, you know, it's better than, you know, forcing it and not passing. And in my opinion. And so so that's kind of good and bad news that. My stress level has gone down because of that, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, there's there's the bad news of like you know I have to put it off and keep studying for another six months. Um, but you know, I'm getting there. I'm slowly slowly chugging along in the uh, exam yeah. world, which is a huge part of being an actuary. And um, let's see, I'm excited. The baby is moving around like a champion. Yeah. She is. Um, she is just squirming, squirmy little oh, worm all day. Little and I love dump. it. I love oh. exactly. Little kernel squirm squirmer wormer. <laughs> um yeah, she is uh she's a hoot, man. I love her. Like it's it's funny. Like, you know, we've talked and you've talked about like, you know, being a dad mm-hmm. and just it's a different feeling altogether. I have no idea what it's like to be a dad, but I am getting really excited with this little girl in uh Heather's little belly. And and Heather is like um, we were hanging out with some extended family on Easter's last week and, um, her, everyone was just saying like, you do not look pregnant, especially like from behind, mm-hmm. like people would not notice and like, like, quit, quit like looking at she's my just the behind. skinny old Heather that she always is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that's only my behind. Um, and, uh, well, no, no, that behind is no, mine. Share that behind, otherwise you're in charge of like all the behind duties, which. That's true. Yeah. Share the behind Share it with your wife. Lesson learned. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it's funny. Like she's, she, we got like a little less than or a little over two months uh, today. Gosh, We're dude. recording on the eighth and she's due in like two months and a week, Crazy. basically. And um, yeah. So, so I'm excited, man. I think she's a little worried. She's uh, she worried, you know, she won't be a good uh, mom or something like that and that's I silly th- i've said it before she's on gonna the be podcast, a fantastic mom i say it to every the uh-huh. fact that you're worried about being a bad parent means you'll probably be a good yeah parent, right like the fact mm-hmm. that you don't want to screw these children up means you're invested enough to be a decent parent so she'll be like honestly that's a parent i think uh just knowing you and heather you guys both have the qualities that is you guys are like you know you both suit each other well like you fill each other's gaps in right yeah you know what i mean like we do even just last week you know like heather just being like hey you know what like maybe cut back on the drinking and you being like okay maybe i can do that just the fact that she would say that and you would listen just shows like you got a good relationship yeah you got a good you got a good balance so no, yeah for sure good. you gotta send okay so yeah uh, Let's just pretend like the podcast isn't rolling, but you got to send Chelsea and I some pics. We haven't seen Heather in a while, so we got to. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. With twins, like, so I think first babies, you just don't show, right? Because with twins, like, Chelsea never got that big, even with twins. And Oh, really? Even with twins? Wow. Um, So I just think it's the first baby kind of thing, you know? 
And like I have friends that are on like their yeah, second, be. third, fourth babies. And I'm like, oh man, you got big fast. And it's just that, that muscle. Uh-huh. Memory, so yeah, I, uh, I have a half sister. Shout out to Micah. If you're listening, uh, I don't think she listens, but maybe she will. Is she missing your Who upper knows? half but or her she... bottom half? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> She's a half sister. Is she missing the top half? Oh, the... half. Yeah. It's, it's more of a left and right kind oh. of thing, to be honest. <laughs> um, but no, she's she's like skinny as a rail, my half sister Micah, and uh, and we were talking to her, and she's like, yeah, I put on like seventy seventy five pounds when I got pregnant with my oh first my kid, and gosh. we're like, you <laughs> like, she was like seventy five pounds to begin with, like she's so small. Wow. I mean, especially for a sea bald, she is like minuscule. And uh, yeah, she put on like seventy pounds, That's and I'm like, dang! And she lost it since easily, and uh, but it was just crazy to me that like she probably a weighed lot. 110. That's wet. like a fourth grade. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's like Carrie, seriously, like, dude. That's like uh, that's like Luke Skywalker training with Yoda on his back all day long. Like that's yeah, that's a lot of mm-hmm. weight. Wow, that is a lot of weight. Yeah, so good for you, Micah, for you know putting it on, but also you know taking it off i mean not that there's anything wrong with leaving weight yeah. on you know you you know what? Yeah. you want to leave it on i uh i went to the doctor today oh you did oh yeah okay, yeah. you okay yeah and i weighed myself and i was less than i was a few weeks ago so i'm happy okay well next time let the let the nurses weigh you and see what they say yeah lift that have them lift me in their arms <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what you meant <laughs> yeah Oh man, they're like, they're like doing a swing thing. They're like holding one's holding my legs and one's holding my arms, and they're like swinging me side. You're like, you're heavier this week. That's kind of what I thought you meant. Well, I just you said you measured, you weighed yourself, and so then I was like, let the doctors do it. Yeah, but you took it to a better place than I had it originally. So I think so. you did absolutely, <laughs> and I think that's got to be a thing now. Yeah. Where it's like in the like information age who fake media who do you trust whatever i just want two. you can't trust i anyone. just want two nurses to hold me by my ankles and my wrists and tell me if I weigh less. <laughs> not only that swing that's, me from left and to that's right the only thing i'll believe you know so yeah i don't scales that's the that's the true gauge <sighs> scales are fake news i don't want density that. <sighs> yeah anyway can't trust anything these days except for nurses Swinging holding you. you from arms and legs hammocking your yeah. hammocking your body and telling you if you weigh more or less yeah yeah exactly so, it, so how are you doing robbie <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i'm good this uh so my entry buzz here and i gotta say so like uh-huh cool and i are kind of excited folks because ever since matt's uh yeah which new five whiskey criteria and he called out like the chill filtered yeah. entry buzz um, which go back to like our old tub episode. Gosh, I don't even remember. It was like uh, this summer. We kind of hit, hit. It was like it was almost like a year ago. It was it was last summer. So I was yeah. It was like July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was July because I just had my tonsils out, and that's when all those episodes came out. So it was like we had our entry buzz oh, and the entry buzz. Um, so it's kind of taken off since Matt's who is amazing uh yeah called it out which there's like 15 videos online that mention entry buzz now which i'm stoked about i listened to the old tub episode because oh gosh 
who was the guy that hit us up this week? I can't remember his name or his podcast off the top of my head, but he did an old tub episode recently. Oh, the guy on um, Who Gives a Dram? Who Gives a Dram? Yes. So he hit us up and he's like, hey, just yeah. found you guys. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, man, like I you know, want to show some love back. And I got a message back. I'll talk about messaging here in a second. So I listened to his and it was an old tub. And I was like, oh, yeah, we did old tub. And I went back and listened to it. And that was right around there. So anyway. Oh, that's great. That was a lot of fun. That was was a good time. So hopefully, gosh, and I will say, I feel like COVID's clearing up, but uh, baby Colonel Turkey Dump is kind of muddying the waters. It's going to be tricky to get together this summer, I think. So hopefully we can figure it out. Did I tell you, um, did I tell you I got vaccinated? Oh, you did. I didn't know that. Well, at least the first shot of Pfizer. Nice. And uh, my second, so I, I did this cool thing where I basically volunteered for six to eight hours and then got it at the end. I like helped out with the vaccination wow. like process. And then they're like, now get in line, young man. <laughs> so is he- oh, Heather's pregnant and that's kind of like. Heather's decided against it for yeah. now. It was a hard decision for it- her. It's just. It's risky, yeah. and we don't even know what the risks are, but that's it. the risk in itself. Yeah. yeah, so we were like, you know what? Better be safe and just be safe. Yeah. No, I don't I don't fault you there, but good for you, man. I'm excited. So you got Pfizer's first dose. Yep, second one in about two nice. weeks. Okay, well, have you? Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so how am I doing? I'm fine. Let's talk about shows, because, so when I got... Chelsea got her second Pfizer dose. I got my second Moderna dose. Uh-huh. And the younger you are, like nice. the more symptoms you show or like your immune system really kind of ramps up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And you just got to plan on like you're getting that dose that day. Take that day off or whatever you got to do mm-hmm. and then take the next day off. Just plan yeah. on that because your immune system didn't go if you're weak okay okay cool no i'm kidding Prove me wrong <laughs> no no, I, no they say the second one is a lot harder than the, the first you are so like all of my like like my mom like and her friends and my mother-in-law and her friends like mm-hmm. they were all like mostly pretty good chelsea and i it yeah. was hard and so anyway i believe you gotta it. have your shows ready so you gotta be ready to binge something because you're gonna kind of be in bed uh-huh. so that's a good That's, point. That might be worth asking people. What show's worth binging? So, have you watched Ted Lasso yet? Yeah. That's what I did when I got my second show. I've heard good things, but I don't have Apple TV. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have the Manly Man Courier send you uh, some login information. Nice. Ted Lasso is... Sounds good. Yeah, Ted Lasso is awesome. So, you remember like the beginning of... like I heard good things. A year ago, everybody's watching Tiger King, right? Mm-hmm. So Tiger King is at one end of the spectrum. Ted Lasso's at the other end. Tiger King mm. makes you be like, oh gosh, this world's a messed up place. Ted Lasso's uh-huh. like, this world's kind of messed up, but you know what? Gosh darn it, I can make it a better place. Ted Lasso is so good. Nice. Yeah, it's so uplifting. It's awesome. Yeah. I Do you guys it. have HBO Max? We don't, oh, no. Okay. We only have Hulu and Netflix. Hulu and Netflix. All right. Well, on HBO Max, I'm watching yeah. Doom Patrol right now, which is campy okay. and awesome in almost every way. So nice. Yeah, I'm loving that right now. It's a lot of fun. So Brendan Fraser plays this uh-huh. robot, and he's hilarious. And it's just, it's like, nice. Dude, it's the craziest thing. So if anybody's listening to Doom Patrol, reach out. Cole will talk to you about whiskey. So that brings me to my next point. How's Robbie <laughs> doing? Jason Preston, I love you. 
you have hooked me up with some yeah. amazing whiskey. Cool. I love you. You've hooked me up with some amazing whiskey. But when I'm at work, middle of the day, on the school district servers, I can't talk about whiskey. Ooh. And I go to my phone and yeah. there's 40 messages about whiskey between Cole and Jason Preston. I'm struggling a little bit. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I want to like chime in or say something, yeah. but I can't. Because I'm on my district servers. And no, I you can totally bad. chime in. But no. Anyway, so... Yeah. No, Jason President, gotta say thank you again for that lot forty last week. You were the man. And Cole, mm-hmm. you've been busy reaching out to people on Instagram this week. Like Cole Cole knows his stuff. Yeah. So if we had a few few people I gotta shout out, yeah. Yeah. So if if you want to talk about whiskey, Cole's gonna answer you. You wanna talk about pop culture, uh-huh. Robbie and maybe Cole will answer you too. So that's all I got. Uh-huh. So how's Robbie feeling? Lonely. Speaking of pop culture, feeling yeah, lonely yeah, go ahead. Because no one's talking about pop culture on our Instagram. So, yeah, that's me. What do you want to talk about? Oh, what do you hope someone reaches um, out to you about? You know, TV shows, Cobra Kai, um, nice Doom Patrol, uh, Titans, Teen Titans. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, I will talk about almost anything pop culturally. And then you'd be like, do you like whiskey? And I'll say yes. Music. Music. I love music. Let's talk about music. Yeah. yeah. Those are my specialties. I was talking to my friend about new wave uh, music recently. <laughs> and I've been I've been listening to a good amount of that stuff lately just because someone was like, new wave. And I'm like, I need to listen to more new wave. So what are you listening so to? So I got into like uh, some of The Cure, mm-hmm. um, some uh, New Order, um at least what I've been listening to lately, those two, as well as uh, what else? Um, uh, like Depeche Mode, stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been digging it. It's great. I it's it's one of those scenes that was just an offshoot of like eighties, and then like kind of died afterwards, but also leaves this incredible like crater in the ground from what they did. I, in my opinion. So, okay, so what is what exactly is New Wave? So, like, if you think of The Cure and you think of Depeche Mode, this, like, synthy, not even exactly, like, synthy pop, but, like, synthy alternative, um, some people would call that New Wave. Okay. Yeah. What was Johnny Rotten? So he would have a New Wave band. I can't remember what his band after Sex Pistols was. Uh, oh. But it was like new wave-ish. Lots of things. Was it Echo and the Bunnymen? No. That's also a new wave band. Well, now you got me. Okay. Well, now if you guys, if you know a good new wave band, put us in the right direction. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Bryce Morita will hit us up. So it's not the Rembrandts. He's got some. He's got some good connections. Rembrandts. Oh gosh, now I'm freaking because it's not the Rembrandts. No, I don't think it's New Wave. You can look it up while I'm doing the history. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll maybe, I might circle back. History of what, Cole? History of King of Kentucky, uh, specifically the 15-year, the 2019 release, and specifically the uh, barrel number nine <laughs> uh, out of the release. Hear, so this is this is pretty crazy. I hear nine will blow your mind. Can we just hurry up and go to a break so we can get to the whiskey history? So let's send it to break. Uh, 
All right, we're back. We're back with Chill Filtered, the whiskey podcast. <laughs> um, oh, I hate Ohio State. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna start that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the University of Ohio or Ohio State, whatever. I don't even know sportsy things. Or is it Ohio State or um, Miami? Gosh, college football season's been. No, it's it's Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, right? it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like the bourbon well, charity. Just it's just bourbon Miami charity. Miami just calls himself the U. It's the Oh, Ohio State that's University. right. Yeah, yeah, the U. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before I get into any history, I did want to give two shout outs that I mentioned I would on Instagram this week. Uh, first is to Andrew Loden. No, no, Loudon. It's Loudon because his Instagram handle is Andrew Loud and Clear, uh, that's L-O-W-D-E-N, if you're looking for that, uh, who found us through uh, Matt Porter, ADHD Whiskey. So thanks thanks for listening, Andrew. Hopefully you're having a good time. I know he is. He like mentioned like mo- a, a few references, like, like, like pop culture references yeah. we had. Yeah, uh, Nacho Libre and stuff like that. Yeah, it was great. I, uh, another shout out to, oh, go I ahead. I was going to say, I enjoyed his reply. I was like, because it was a little bit more along the lines of like the pop culture thing. I was like, oh, okay, this is my kind of guy. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we like you, Andrew. Uh, another another shout out to uh, at who gives a dram, uh, all spelled out easily. And dram is spelled D-A-R-M, D-R-A-M, not darm. Um, <laughs> and he reached out. The guy's name is Connor Gilbert. Uh, he's got his own whiskey podcast as well. And he's got. He said he was uh, recommended by one of his listeners, so we appreciate you, uh, uh, Connor, and we appreciate your friend who uh, recommended. Well, I gotta us. say too. I, so big I listened shout to a couple of those episodes, and he he does it on his own, and I'm like, I couldn't. Yeah, I yeah. Could not he imagine rock solo. Yeah, trying to do this podcast without someone That'd be to like hard. Kind of riff with, like seriously. So worth definitely it's worth skills. checking out. You know. Yeah, check him out. A dram. Who gives a dram? Yeah. So, today, we are drinking King of Kentucky, the 15-year, part of the 2019 release, but specifically barrel number nine, uh, alcohol by volume percentage at 63.6%. This very much is our first King of Kentucky pour on the podcast, but it's definitely not our first Brown Foreman-owned brand on the podcast. There's been plenty of Brown Foreman uh, products, but uh, but this is a big one. I have this weird, like, hiccupy thing, but it'll go away. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit today, not about history of King of Kentucky, but more so history about Brown Foreman, because we've never really gone over, like, details of the history of Brown Foreman, but really it all started, uh, well, let me back up. Uh, it's based these days in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Brown Foreman is one of the largest American-owned spirits and beverages companies in the U.S., uh, but the biggest... Uh, American or like even whiskey owned brands or American whiskey owned brands that they've had are we've mentioned before Jack Daniels, Woodford Reserve and Old Forester. Those are the big three. And they used to own early times until literally this week. Oh, uh, Sazerac bought the the brand like this week. I literally this morning got the press release from Sazerac and Why Barton is now going to be producing news? early times You're on top of everything. Oh, did you? <laughs> no, that wasn't my whiskey world yeah. news. But I'm just saying, cool. Like, and all like that's better than my whiskey world news. So anyway, go ahead, Cole. Yeah, just look up their uh, <laughs> press release. I'm sure uh, the whiskey wash has it. I, I bet. 
But uh, Kilgore's got to be on top yeah. of it. But that'll be interesting. I wonder if Barton will make it a whis- or a bourbon again because technically early time standard, not the not the uh, bottle and bond, is not a bourbon because they use used barrels. Um, so who knows? We'll find out soon. Um, but the company uh, these days is has over twelve billion dollar net worth. Uh, but in terms of like stocks and market cap, it's over thirty three billion. And the twelve billion was in like two thousand sixteen. Uh, nowadays, if you look at their market cap, it's like thirty three billion. Uh, it all started back in eighteen seventy with a guy named George Garvin Brown, and we've talked about George Garvin Brown before especially on the Old Forester episodes. And he's the original founder of Old Forester in 1870. They, well, not even 1870. I believe they made it before then, but they bottled it for the first time in 1870. Anyway, this guy, George Garvin Brown, he apparently went into partnership with a guy named George Foreman, not the boxer and grill maker. (laughs) Uh, This was a whiskey-related guy. And I kind of found that there's pretty much no information online about um, George Foreman, spelled F-O-R-M-A-N, as opposed to George Foreman, the boxer. Uh, can I stop um, you there for just a second, but like, Yeah, please. Papa, uh-huh. uh, Papa G, Mike Housen, Papa G. My uncle-in-law, he yeah. has the mm-hmm. best meal, easy-to-go-to meal, on a George Foreman panini grill, whatever you are using uh-huh. and he calls it a mako it stands for mike's taco and you put a corn tortilla on the grill put some refried uh-huh. beans put some hummus nice put some cheese on top Ooh. of that and you just grill that sucker for about six minutes until the cheese it just like gets that crispy crunchy not caramelized i don't know if that's what it does but it's like that car- yeah but like almost crispy yeah. crunchy and you take that off there put some peanut buttery put some guac no. on there some sour cream hot sauce oh, you got yourself a, one heck of a mako and i'm sorry to interrupt the history wow but i just gotta tell you that was worth make it a mako it is the easiest go-to middle of the week we got the ingredients here it is kind of a snack so brown foreman nice Yeah, so George Garvin Brown and this guy named George Foreman, who, like, nothing I could find about him online. Not even, not on uh, Brown Foreman's website, not on Wikipedia, not anywhere. I have no idea who this George Foreman guy is. But he partnered up with George Garvin Brown and, uh, and... Yeah, in when George Foreman died in 1901, pretty much the only thing I found out about him besides that he partnered up with George Garvin Brown was that he died in 1901. Um, George Garvin Brown bought out all his shares and took out took over the business completely. So, and then in uh, 1904, uh, George's son Ownsley Brown. Uh, he joined the business, and in 1917, he actually took over the business as like the president and CEO, basically. Uh, with Prohibition soon after, in 1920, Old Forester hops quickly on the opportunity to sell whiskey medicinally, uh, with one of the very few distillery permits to do so. And here was a big deal. In 1923, during Prohibition, Brown Foreman buys out early times and all their aging stock. And especially after Prohibition ends, starts killing it in the whiskey scene. 
Uh, do you remember that we talked about early times used to be the highest selling whiskey in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Well, it was, especially in the 50s. Yeah. So in 1956, though, they buy out Jack Daniels and they just keep going. Over time, they buy out everything from Old Bushmills to Canadian Mist to Southern Comfort. Uh, and in 1996, they uh, introduced Woodford Reserve from the uh, old... I want to say it's Lebro and Graham, but it might be Lebrot and Graham. Uh, Frenchies, you know? I mean, you can never trust them. Um, Whoa. And <laughs> that was... <laughs> yeah, we Dang just it, lost Chloe, our only just, French listener. just broke up our yeah. World War II alliance. <sighs> That's true. Yeah, we had something going. Until Cole ruined it. Um, although, you know, French people out there, I would be intrigued to try uh, Brené. Or uh, Bastille. Uh, I know there's one or one or, one or two other uh, whiskeys from France, but they're you know they're cool options. I mean, they use like French oak, which you know I don't always love. Um, but yeah, hit us up if you got some Brené or Bastille whiskey, and we'll we'll see what we can do for you. You know what I mean? Know what I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> in 1996, they introduced. Yep. Woodford Reserve, uh, and that was in Woodford County, Kentucky. Uh, but it seemed like basically Brown Foreman always did well. It seemed like they never had this down period or anything like that. And they probably did, uh, but they bought brands from Chambord, the uh, raspberry liqueur, to Glendronach, one of my favorite Scotch whiskeys, uh, to what we're drinking today, King of Kentucky. So this brand was originally named in honor of horse racing. Uh, mm. It used to be called the quote sport of kings even though it's not really a sport when you're just watching it i guess it's a sport when they're you know like racing um and as it was you know another kentucky thing you know horse racing and bourbon it kind of fit uh the brand was originally purchased in 1936 uh from selected kentucky distillers that's actually the name um but Brown Foreman actually discontinued the brand in 1968. It wasn't seem to be didn't seem to be doing too well, so they discontinued it. But in 2018, they revived the brand, mm. and in a very special way, they released in 2018 16 barrels, and made all single barrels from it from what they had. And, but with a very interesting mash bill, they had 79% corn, 11% rye. And 10% malted barley. And Robbie, do you know why I say that's a very interesting mash bill? Because we are interested in every single whiskey. We are. But mostly (laughs) um, because for those listeners who are very familiar or who remember what I say every time we drink a Brown Foreman bourbon. No, no, no. You're good. Um is that uh, Brown Foreman's bourbon recipe, at least for Woodford and Old Forester, 72% corn, 18% malted, or 18% rye, and then 10% malted barley. But if you remember what we're drinking today, or what we're the king of Kentucky uh, Mashville is, 79% corn, 11% rye, and 10% malted barley, which is very interesting to me that they wouldn't go with the standard recipe. That's here. what I was going to say, and but they you have, cut me off. You know, so yeah, I agree, Cole. Very oh, my bad. My bad. I'll make sure I don't do that. Yeah. yeah. No, do, please, please do. Um, but yeah. No, yeah. In 2019, they did another release uh, with the same 79, 11, 10 mash bill. And this time it was a 15 year. 
and there's a total of 27 barrels this time. And we got barrel number nine, specifically bottle number 18 out of only 97 mm. bottles of this barrel. Uh, the proof is 63.6% or 127.2 proof. This is non-chill filtered. Hey, that's, not the, that's name the name of the podcast. podcast. It's not the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the name. Not yeah. the name. <laughs> and uh, this was from specifically Warehouse K, Rick 36, location 5. This is only sold in Kentucky originally. Very rare bottle. Very rare. Uh, but this was provided by us or for us by a good friend. Uh, Brandon Hunt of Bourbon Charity, who had it in his personal collection. Uh, the master distiller over the pro- project was Chris Morris, uh, under Brown Foreman. Uh, total wine price, I don't know about total wine, if it really hit total wine, but the retail was 250 But I've seen this bottle go for easily, easily over $2,000. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if not $2,500. So thank you, Brandon. <sighs> And uh, yeah, so I'm curious uh, what Matt had because he had some, but I don't know if it was from the same <coughs> bottle or barrel rather. So um, I can assure you it was not from the same bottle if I'm a, if I'm a betting man. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have had this before. I'm going to save my, my preconceived notes until I sip it again. But um, yeah, let's pour it out. Uh, this is from a sample bottle, so no cork pop today. What, uh, so what's what's Brandon's name last name again? Brandon Hunt. Hunt. Brandon yeah. Hunt. I've never met him. And what a guy. And after he's actually a great guy. What, well, I'm I'm getting to that. Cole. Let me let me talk here. <laughs> um, after yeah. COVID and whatever, I get down to Arizona. I got to meet this guy because he seems like a cool seaball oh, kind great. of guy. Where it's just like. I have oh, we get along. these amazing bottles, and I want to share them with you. So anyway, Brandon, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Never met you. I, I yeah. follow you on Instagram on my personal account for sure because lots of good, good content, awesome stuff. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's the one that took care of us for... Um, Season Wood. Uh, Season Wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What a guy. So... Uh, I'm going to take a little nosy yeah, you on You sniff this, it. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit more because that's... So Brandon and Cole, you guys got to... I, I got to... I do want to hang out because you guys... Cole will give you some of the best whiskey. If you ask any of our Patreons, Cole has given them some amazing whiskey. So anyway, Brandon, thank you very much. Super excited. I had a little bit of the nose on this and it sound, smells amazing. So anyway, what do you got, Cole? Yeah. Really, really rich, sugary. I I like to say blackberries on this. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, taste and the palate we had with the uh, Russell's Reserve uh, single barrel. Uh, really rich notes. Um, not too sweet so far on the nose. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say a little bit of orange peel and blackberries. I could... It is nice and sweet, but like a dense sweet. There is a serious sweetness to this, especially this proofage. Mm. It is, I mean, yeah. I, I can see we're going with blackberries. I get a very traditional, like, apple bourbon kind of a, a nose off of it. Mm. I can see we're going with blackberries, but it is really sweet. And I don't typically pick up on, uh, on the nose a lot of sweetness. It's usually more my palate. I'll get the sweetness, but this is just... 
a sweet bomb right here. Yeah. There's a tiny bit of like a minty okay. that I'm getting as well. Yeah. Um, but it's over, it's mostly like dark berries and um, and that orange peel a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is... So like as far as whiskeys we've had on the podcast, this is uh-huh. right up there with your Buffalo Trace antique collection. This is like, it reminds me of... Mm. Um, the Saz 17, 18 was the antique 17, mm-hmm. 18, mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you on mid sip. It rem- like, I just remember like that was so just rich and this has that richness to it where it's, oh, it's just overpoweringly awesome on the nose. And I, that's an awful way to describe yeah. it, but that's where it's at. So I just took a sip and I'm getting a a few notes and they're amazing. It's a very, it's a very dense, um, earthy blackberries show up, but also I think the biggest two notes I get are an earthiness, almost like a grassiness, like, like a fresh mowed lawn grassy mixed with like just a, a really oaky to the point of earthy, um, and mint a little bit of that mint uh, that those two notes that earthy and minty show up before the blackberry does um a lot lot going on here yeah it, <laughs> so yeah it's it hot is too. hot yeah this is really hot i get i get the mintiness and i don't know if it's because it's just the heat on it um mm-hmm. or if it's really there because i i so Gosh, now I don't want to sound like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It reminds me a lot of the Buffalo Antique, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection because, like, with the uh, nose, it was super, like, just there's a lot going on similar to like the Saz. Um, uh-huh. On the yeah. palate, though, this reminds me of the Handy, where it's almost too hot to pull stuff out of. Um, but there is a mintiness, but it's not as like. Not so far in that direction where you can't. So I definitely, I, I can yeah. see where you're going when you say earthiness. I'm not quite there, but I see uh-huh. where you're going. I definitely get some mintiness, but I don't know if it's because it's so hot. Sometimes that like, that translates to a little bit of mintiness. Um, but also, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Never mind. I'm going to come back to that idea later maybe. But it is definitely... There's a lot going on there. I'm ready. I, I'm definitely going to drop some water here in a second, and and I'm excited to get into the queue yeah. for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the you when you brought up the Saz 18, of course the Saz 18 is 90 proof, but there was a really nice note of like strawberries in that mm-hmm. one, and a very subtle like strawberry syrupy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one does have notes of strawberry actually but they're just intense like they're you know it's high proof strawberry basically it is this is <clears throat> so I remember with the handy handy was almost too hot to really enjoy neat this is mm-hmm. challenging because if i had a whole bottle of this i would challenge myself to try it neat over and over and again until i can really pull stuff out um which might make for a sloppy night for sure because this is hot. <laughs> but there's, yeah. there's what I'm saying is there's more yeah. complexity there for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I love it. I did just uh, add some water, and now I'm doing the the Matt Porter swish. Oh, I've... oh no, I lost some. Did you fling it out? Ah, I'm licking it off my finger right now. <laughs> That's what I did last week. Yeah. The swish is tricky. Uh-huh. It's a tricky swish. The swish is you got to be skilled, man. Mm-hmm. Or have ADHD. But, uh, ooh, that's me. I don't think I have ADHD. I probably have. Did ADHD. you ever have like an IEP? No, but I. Uh, Were you ever like a special kid like me? Um, I think I was special in different ways. But I will say <laughs> that's so nice of you. I will say, um, when I was in school, I don't. There really wasn't. I mean, ADD, ADHD wasn't a thing. Um. You must be old. I am old. You must be like 40. I'm like 40. 40 and a half. I'm 40 and yeah. a half. So, yeah. but I I know that I definitely overcompensate with things like caffeine. But anyway, the swirl is tricky and I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> and it, the the water definitely brought out more of the vapors to me. So, I'm not getting a lot off the nose. Yeah, it's it's much more blackberry to me on the nose than anything else now. If you Oh you're sick. I am. Sorry. I will talk. If you No, you're good. Ooh. Good? Still good. A little bit of bitterness, some good sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um I will say if you like a higher proof whiskey, this one's gonna challenge you a little bit. Um, in a good way, in a very good way. I think, um, yeah. uh, 2020, uh, handy was, it was a little too much proofage. You couldn't really pull a lot out. This really has some complexity underneath the heat. If you're not a high proofage, it does if you're not a high proofage kind of person. It's going to be too much. Um, for sure. If you just, if you like around 90, you know, 94 ish. It, this might be too much. Yeah. Um, even bonded hundred. Uh, if you go hundred proof, like this might be too much. There's a lot going on here, heat wise. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like you have to like keep swallowing to like prevent yourself from coughing. But it's not. Un- but it. But it, there's complexity. No, it's not. Doesn't make it this bad. Is, yeah. This is complexity. So this is kind of like, um, the crazy ex girlfriend, right? There's, there's uh, something draws there's you back there. because you want to figure it out. And that's what this is. It's like, what, why did I like that? Did I like that? I think I like that. What's going on? Like, that's what this is. It's definitely hot. There's a lot going on. There's some complexity to it. And I do, I wish I had a full bottle of this just to kind of figure it out. So I'm going to, I'll let you talk. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to drop a cube. My bus driver is going to move that bus. Nice. That Matt Porter bus driver. Oh, the Matt Porter um, bus driver. So I'm going to tell Chelsea on you that you said you want to, you, something draws you back to the ex-girlfriend, the crazy ex-girlfriend. So. <laughs> that was more tropey wise. Maybe, maybe Chelsea was the crazy ex-girlfriend. No, I'm kidding. Chelsea's totally fine. She's not crazy <laughs> at all. Yeah, I think you made this weirder than I did. No, um, <laughs> I know Chelsea pretty well um but you're crazier than she is that's true juniper tonight juniper was she was doing something Uh and chelsea was like 
there's a lot of you in there. And I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You're like, that's down. That's borderline insulting. <laughs> like she never says it when it's a good thing. That's great. But anyway, mm-hmm. what do you, what are you getting off the water? That's something that Heather and Chelsea have a lot in common. I think that's why we work well together. Cause they usually have more of a, solid head on their shoulders and we're like hey whiskey you know stuff yeah, like well, that well you oh man but anyway I, you definitely have a more solid head on your shoulders is that the term we're going with in what way he, um <laughs> you can justify your stupidity i just do stupidity does that make sense no i do stupidity and you can justify it like like give me an example um Cole, why did you just buy this bike off of Craigslist? Oh, well, I bought this bike off Craigslist because I'm going to do this, 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 and I probably can flip it for this amount of money. That's you. Robbie, why did you buy this bike off Craigslist? Because I thought it was neat. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Neato. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't, I mean, like, I also don't spend out of my, like, joint account basically i just have my side gig that affords me these stupid decisions well there it goes again because i don't have a side gig so (laughs) you gotta you can you can do it i don't know that makes me sound so (laughs) jerk move right there where it's like i make money on the side you don't no i'm kidding i don't mean that so it sounds more like you're trying to pull me into your pyramid scheme hey i'll have you as my bench jeweler I'll jewel your benches like crazy. I can be dazzle them. Oh, boy. You'll sit on the prettiest bench. Oh, I'll bench your jewels. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that did get pretty crazy at one point. So anyway, um, I just dropped... Ooh, crap. Uh, I just actually sniffed the uh, the um, ice pour, and it smelled amazing. It's the The vapors are dissipated. And it's cold. It's colder it for colder, sure, didn't it? which is weird. Yeah, similar to the the water pour. Oh man, I could sniff this all day. What's that? I could sniff this all day. It's crisp and nice on with the ice. Ooh, crisp and nice with the ice. Yeah. Nice. We need to add that to a t-shirt. Quick, someone write I that down. I even said it twice. Mm-hmm. And Nicole said it again for a thrice. Nice. That rhymes with ice and nice <laughs> and bow bice. So, guys, I just want to remind you, the way Cole and I are going here, this is 63.6 proof, or percent. <laughs> yeah, and a solid entry buzz on both parts. <laughs> so, yeah, I will say there is a nice, it is super crisp, super, to me, I'm getting a lot of apples. I can see if you're getting the berries. Uh, for me, it's just like... Uh, almost cidery on the nose. Uh huh. I'm just getting pure blackberries. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting like a yeah. gala, mm. like a nice sweet gala. Or Ooh, Fuji. I like that. Yeah, probably more gala. Ooh. But it's it's, it's a nice. What crisp about apple? Crips pink. Not a honey crisp. Not a honey crisp. But this one's different. Chris, Crips, like the like the gang. Because I don't pink. Because <laughs> I don't have a side gig like Cole to afford a honey crisp. 
I'm an Asian pears kind of guy. No, I'm kidding. I'm not that rich. Where they come in like <laughs> like the styrofoam zigzag. <laughs> yeah, and they're like literally like three bucks a fruit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not that I'm rich. I'm gonna get cocktail fruit. Um, I'm gonna yeah. go for a drink here. Why don't you keep talking about? So I did take a drink, and it is um. There's a there's a slight like the the most hint of bitter right at the end, but it's still pleasant. Um, the like like Robbie mentioned, there was a little bitterness on the water pour, but it kind of dissipates on this one. Uh, really nice. Uh, the earthiness goes away and just turns to sweet. Uh, I could drink this easily with ice every time, but I do like it neat more. Uh, but I could happily enjoy this with ice for sure. Oh man, yeah. ice has a good heat to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, uh, no, I'm a backup. They all have a good heat to them. It's got a nice heat. If you yeah. like a hot whiskey, ice has, yeah, I can see it'd be more tolerable if you don't like a hot whiskey. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. super appley, little bit of caramel, like, um, but it's still like this through all three ways is like super sweet. This is one of the sweetest mm, whiskeys I've very had. Very fruity. Especially considering like the heat to it. Um, water got a mm. little bitter for me. Ice, I got no bitterness. And it was just it was just about uh-huh. perfect summer sipping right there. Like, it was good. So, lots of apples. Mm. Super, not even caramely. I, I, I don't know what to put, put my nose on or my finger on as far as sweetness goes. But it's... This is like just a sweet bomb. So this actually, I was just thinking about this one. This is kind of old fashioned. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm is, not crazy. Like, if you if, if, if um, you made an old fashioned without the bitters. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And even the orange peel, I could uh, see yeah, you know going in here. And it's like in and it doesn't cheapen it. It's like really complex in that way like that's like one of the notes you'll get from here but it doesn't like mean you're drinking like a cocktail mix in this bourbon it's actually really um yeah but i like that especially with the ice like it's like it's almost uh old-fashioned yeah which i dig yeah no i see where you come from yeah all right you got a rating in mind so let me think of a rating this is definitely nine plus um yeah, I'm gonna give this a nine point two. Okay. Um, I don't prefer this to you know uh, some of the better ones we've had, like like Seasoned Wood or the uh, Single Oak Project, or um, even that uh, Caleb Olson sent in the um, uh, the Blanton Straight from the Barrel. Definitely doesn't beat that, but this is fantastic. Actually, excuse me, I think I'm gonna give this a nine point three. Okay. This is great. Changes every pour. Uh, very complex. I dig the sweet notes. Really dark fruit notes. Um, and that mintiness and earthiness make it amazing. And the proof is something special. Uh, it does remind me of an antique collection. Like if you told me this was uh, William Leroux Weller, I'd probably believe you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a lot going on. Even though it's not a weeded bourbon, it's got a lot going on. And uh, really dense, dense flavors throughout, which I dig. Uh, so 9.3. Okay, we're close. I'm going 9.5. Um, and, I, and I will say, caveat to that, 
that could change. If I had a full uh-huh. bottle of this and I could just sip and, and sit on this is this whiskey I want to sit and sip on and just kind of pull things For out sure. because there is so much complexity. Oh yeah. And I will say complexity com, oh gosh, this is killing me here. Complexity. Complexity is huge to me. Like you know, if, yeah. if I mean there's whiskeys where you can just have a sip and be like, oh yep. That's a bourbon. Oh, yep. That's a rye. And yeah. that's good. And that's a good mm. place to be. This is, it's tricky. And it is anti-collection worthy for sure. This is so good yeah, because it is. It yeah, absolutely. so much you can pull out of it. You know, like we were lucky enough. We did the whole anti-collection uh, for 2020. And it oh, was, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, this is better than handy for sure. I will say this is better than uh, the William, William LaRue Weller. For sure, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as complexity, it's right there with the Saz. Um, yep. You know, so this is really good. Nine point five for me. Um, yeah, I just wish I had a full bottle of this to really just sit with and not have to like sit for fifteen seconds while Cole talks and then talk about it because there's a lot of complexity uh-huh. here for sure. Yeah. Know? So, man, solid for yeah. sure. What was your what was your score one more 9. time? 5. I like that. And you were nine three, right? Yep. Perfect. Exactly. Okay. Sweet. Well, I guess we're done with the sipping, which means it's time for Whiskey World News. All right, it's time for Whiskey World News, a part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. And this whiskey's got me a little to the point where I'm going to be mumbling a little bit because it's a tricky to read <laughs> when you're at this point. So, oh, oh shoot. Oh, I lost my article. Um, also, I just want to get your article back. I just wanted to say that. Uh, how about, how about, oh, here we go. All right. So, this one's titled Six Must Have Indian Whiskeys Brands for Your Home Bar. Ooh. So cool. Before I do like Amroot. I haven't had John Paul Jones or whatever Gosh, it is. Dang it. John Paul, Look, I want to say. So you, you know <laughs> those Indian whiskeys? I've had Amroot and it's fantastic. I haven't had the John Paul one or whatever. Okay. So gosh, I thought maybe this would not be something you knew about, but look at Cole Go. As soon as I say Indian whiskeys, he's talking about Indian whiskeys. <laughs> Showing off. So this is uh, written by Puneet Kapani, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. And it comes at. Uh, from theentrepreneur.com. Some of the world's nice. largest liquor brands, such as the very popular Officer's Choice. Does that ring a bell to you, Cole? Never okay, heard of it. me neither. <laughs> are based in India. There are a range of brewers and distillers based in India that you might not have heard of, but it's like you've tried their alcohol. From different whiskeys to vodkas, if, if a visit to India is on the cards for you, you can actually discover many local international brands of liquors in fact, some Indian brands are charting at the top of the list, even internationally, and have won Choice World Awards. Oh, jeez, oh, and won <laughs> Choice Awards worldwide. One no longer needs to fret over yeah. getting some good liquor from duty free during their international trips. India produces some of the greatest labels, and some of the Indian spirits are must-haves for your home bar. So, that's. That's kind of the intro there. I'm going to go through some of these Indian liquor whiskeys. And yeah. Just, so the first one is Woodburns. Have you ever heard of Woodburns? 
Never, no. Okay, so they talk about Woodburns being the first of the Fullerton distilleries completely and produced in the Indian market with sin, oh, singer, singing barrels. Has a smoky... Oh, God. Nice. I'm, not even try, I'm moving on. So, okay. Kamet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kamet Indian Single Malt. You heard of that? No. All right. How's it spelled? K-A-M-U-T? K-A-M-E-T. Indian Single Malt. Oh, never heard of them. No. Well, it's inspired from the Mount Kamet in... Ut- oh, God. This is really stretching me under normal circumstances. <laughs> in the... Utter Karhand, the Kamet Indian single malt is produced in Mumbai-based Ashkana. Oh gosh, this is a bad article to pick for this episode. The first is <laughs> made with a native Indian six-row barrel. Uh, so anyway, all right, moving on. Paul John edited single malt whiskey. Heard of that? Oh, is it Paul John? Paul John. I thought it was John Paul. That's wow, a pope. How did I not know That's that? That's a pope. John Paul. No, that's the uh, rocker, John Paul Jones. Who's John Paul Jones? What? <laughs> Led Zeppelin? Uh, hey, hey, mama, uh, the Them crooked vultures? Who? Uh, He's like a legend. You don't know John Paul Jones? Is it, uh, did he play guitar? No, you know him. You just don't know him. Oh, I don't know him right now. Well, you'll look him up and you'll be like, oh, yeah, he's all over the place. Like, he was, I, I want to say he was the drummer for one of the drummers for Led Zeppelin, as well as he was one of the guitarists for them Crooked Vultures, like, legit, like, uh, super band. That's not me. I don't know that. You never heard of them Crooked Vultures? I've, it's got Dave Grohl. It's I've got uh, Josh Hom. Uh, so. Okay. My dad, when I grew up, I listened to Disco Duck, I listened to Patsy Cline, uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. listened to Roy Orbison nice, nice. and Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Uh-huh. Those were the bands my parents you played. You didn't listen to the Zeppelin? No. Your dad was cooler than my dad as far as music goes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> At least with that, because my dad would listen to Zeppelin. Yeah. No, man. Those are like the four bands, four things I listened to growing up. So Nice. All right. Next I like next, that. But anyway, next, go on. Paul John. Next Indian whiskey. Rampur Indian single malt. Okay. No? Never heard of it. And no. that's all they list. So that's all I have. They didn't even mention Ambrut? No. Wow. How do you know Ambrut? That's like the Ambrut. A-M-R-U-T. That's like the Indian whiskey. A-M-R-U-T? Yep. Well, that sounds like a joke because Indians like tea, right? A.M. Yeah. R.U.T. in the morning? A.M.? No? And all the all of our Indian listeners are like, yes, I are a tea in the morning. <laughs> Do we have Indian listeners? They're so offended right now. <laughs> Do we have Indian listeners? What'd you say? Oh, we totally do. Actually, I have seen some of our blips show up in yeah. India. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. The random the random countries like Slovakia and stuff. Sometimes India shows up. That's that's great. So Yeah. Not as good as being top fifty food podcasts in uh Australia though. Oh man. Hey oh hey, that's that was us. Thanks, Joel Bradbury. <laughs> <laughs> 
I blame him for that. Yeah. Jules got. He probably listened to all of our episodes in one day or he's something got like, like that. 2,000 devices. He just downloaded them all. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't heard from Joel in a while. Hit us up, Joel. Joel, you okay? Yeah. Joel. Everything all right with your dogs? With your amazing, cute dogs? Speaking of photogenic, Joel's not only photogenic, but his dogs are. And his wife, or his partner, or whatever she is. She's photogenic, too. And she's, no. Anyway, you, Robbie, even, what were we Joel's talking about? Luckier to have, she's even luckier to have Joel. Joel is a good-looking dude. Yeah. What a stud. The studliest. But seriously, those dogs, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone knows I'm a huge Greyhound fan, and he's got quite the pooch. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, guys. If you want to get a good whiskey that's going to make you talk about whatever and make no sense, King of, T- King of Kentucky is your whiskey. Yeah. Anything else? You know what they say, Robbie. Anything else? Um, <laughs> Word, world's worst whiskey world news. Beer before liquor is awesome. And uh, no, no. If I If I may say something about our whiskey world news segment is that if you if people out there that that enjoy scotch enjoy single malt whiskey and haven't had at least one Indian whiskey, you have to try it. Amroot, for example, which I guess wasn't mentioned in this episode or in this uh, article, uh, is amazing for a smoked or like even like a peated type uh, uh, single malt scotch or not scotch. I can't say that single malt whiskey. Um, amazing, one of the best smoked single malts i've ever had um so yeah and it's very like uh spicy in that same way i really loved it and uh, and i know that our listeners like if you're really considering like you're like i see that amroot on the shelf every now and then go for the fusion the amroot fusion totally worth it uh so that's all i'm gonna say about that article and and i really want to try paul john because that won a lot of awards in uh, jim murray's last whiskey bible which who knows? Maybe Jim Murray won't make it this year, because uh, of the controversy last year Ooh. of calling dun, whiskey dun, sexy. Dun. Yeah, dun dun. I'd dun. like to take this king of Kentucky and seduce it <laughs> like a flatulent yeah. woman. Yeah, careful, Robbie. You'll get oh, canceled. Oh no! Well, I hope that's not the introductory soundbite for our episode. <laughs> And I hope, Robbie. <laughs> Back up. No, 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 not yet. Not yet, not yet. So I guess it's time for what whiskey would you choose? Unless you wanted to talk about Indian whiskeys. No, we're we're going long, so <laughs> we're moving forward. Yeah, we just broke an hour already. Oh, so yeah. Let's uh So anyway, last week's what whiskey would you choose was what's your springtime whiskey? Cole went with uh would you uh uh, Michter's, Michter's toasted, toasted bourbon, and I went with yep. uh, Tullamore Dew because that's kind of like March into th- the next couple of months for me. Monks, months, yeah. and uh, Cole killed me. Uh, Cole came up, yeah, it was a, it was seventeen percent. I, I wiped the floor with but, you, yeah. Um, to be honest, Cole, I got to give a quick shout out to Broke Brotesque Magnosa. Our Canadian friend. I like that guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know why he's a great guy, Cole? Because he supported you. He supported you. me. And you know who else supported me, Cole? 
Uh, did Caleb Olson support no. you? Oh, who Just else? Just a did? couple other people. But everyone. Did you support yourself? <laughs> I supported myself. No, I didn't. I stopped <laughs> doing that. Uh, anyway, no, not. A, oh, I did it this week. Not a lot of support for Tillamore do. Cole got it. Not surprised because honestly, if you were to offer me a Tillamore do or a Michter's American or toasted bourbon, I would take. Toasted bourbon. So anyway, no less support from me. Mm. Cole wins. Uh, a couple, just a couple write-ins here. Uh, Bryce Murray went with Jack Daniels Winter Cider on ice. And I don't, do you know Jack Daniels Winter Cider? Nice. I haven't had that. Yeah, it's I've had it. Yeah, it's uh, it's like cidery mixed with Jack Daniels. It's it's really good in the winter. And that's what it, I guess. That's a I was going to say, Bryce, Bryce you're yeah. disqualified just because winter's in the title. That's the first time it. They call it like winter something. Jack Daniels like winter something. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, Sav underscore was with the Redwood Empire Lost Monarch. Have you ever seen much Redwood Empire stuff? Nice. Uh, not too much, but I'd be interested. I'm, hey, if you want to send us, I'm some. super interested yeah. in it. I, I I see a lot of people talking about it. Like it's really good, and I would love to get my hands on some. Uh, Jerome mm-hmm. Edwards went uh, mini underscore Cooper underscore fat underscore boy went with Weller just <laughs> anything Weller apparently and then uh, Marco and Casey nice. went with Knob Creek small batch or anything from Wilderness Trail so hey yeah I agree with that Wilderness Trail point it's got a really nice lightness to I've it. never had any Wilderness Trail maybe we'll put that up next week against something else I would love to try that so yeah yeah all right, man. So because we do have the single barrel. All right. So last week we kind of took a week off. Cole, what is our what whiskey would you choose this week based on Matt Porter's? He called us out. We're not ready to do YouTube, but we will definitely <laughs> yeah, take yeah, his challenge up. So the first one was, "What's your yeah. entry buzz this week?" Is what Cole? Mm-hmm. What is your current favorite whiskey? So uh, according to Matt, and I agree with it. Everyone's got to have. Their current favorite on the shelf. So, um, I got to think of that. Uh, what is my current favorite? So, with not being able to drink as much, it's kind of hard to get to that point. But go ahead. What do you well, think? This is this is a really tricky question, especially if you really love whiskey, right? Because yeah, it depends. So, there's a lot of variables. Um, if you like mm. whiskey a lot, you've got several several bottles on the shelf and it's one of those things where it's like okay Mm -hmm. am i in the mood for like what's my like what do i have a lot of versus what do i really want to drink versus i mean there's like what kind of day was it there's a lot of things that go into this right um for sure so if i would say what's my favorite on the shelf right now if i would have any pour that's on my shelf, I would go with my Nika straight from the barrel. Like that is nice. I mean, spring springtime wise, like put some ice on it. Like you get, oh my gosh, like beautiful floral sweetness. Like it is just, it's so good. So I'm going Nika straight from the barrel. That's my favorite on the shelf right now. I don't have any Tillamore dew for springtime. But cool. What do you got? Um, I've been, I was just looking at my uh, shelf on a picture I recently took and, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, 
uh, Driftless Glen, Single Barrel Rye. Oh. Uh, their their cast oh. the one that I put out. Uh, that's uh, 120 proof. Uh, it is good. And I think that's just kind of my favorite. It's just really good to sip. Uh, really candy-like. A little bit of mint. Actually, a lot of mint. And, um, yeah, just, just a nice candy rye at 120 proof. Um, and, like, less than, excuse me, less than two years old, which is amazing. And, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to say Driftless Glen, single barrel, barrel proof rye, 120. No. You're rubbing my face in that one because that's the one I was like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't right now with my bourbon budget get it all right whiskey budget pick that up so yep. awesome man but next month you'll have quite the whiskey, whiskey budget why, why do you say that cool because our patreon listeners have brought us to the point where we can afford a bottle a month and uh yeah so and you're the first to get it <laughs> how about Oh, we 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 we'll figure that out. Maybe you are the first. I just say whoever yeah. finds the better bottle gets it. And... No, no, this is you, baby. Oh. Because if you find the better bottle, you get to keep the bottle. What? You just have to courier be a sample. Well, okay, we got to work the the details out here. But I also kind of feel like <laughs> that might I might buy what? What if I buy like thirty minis of? Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to drink something we've already. You're not allowed to buy something that we've already had on the okay. podcast. That's the rule. All right. Well, so a hundred uh, minis of um, of early times, not bottled. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Like that, you know, um, but it does just sound disgusting. Maybe in the next couple months, that's something to behold. Uh, but what do we? Yeah. What do? Yeah. Soon, if it's owned by Sazerac, you won't be able to find it on the shelves very soon. So. That's the I thing. tell you, with the bottle and bond, they've really turned it around. So I'm excited. That'd be cool. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. We just we've officially so. had more conversation on the not what whiskey would you choose or uh, world whiskey whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what what should yeah. we drink next week, Cole? So I say we put up a Wilderness Trail single barrel bourbon uh, against something else this Ooh, week. I don't know. Uh, maybe like Henry McKenna, but maybe that's too easy a win for Henry McKenna. I don't, what about New Rift Straight Bourbon? The ooh, so Wilderness Trail versus New Rift. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me I too. would be so happy to drink either of those. So let's do that. Yeah, you know what, Cole? Okay, New Rift yeah. versus what again? Wilderness Trail. Uh, Wilderness Trail single or mm-hmm. barrel, yeah. Okay, that's what it's going to be, and we're going to have a great time. And, you know, and I hope that our listeners had a great time today. And Cole, I hope uh, we're more intelligible next week. Yeah, and I hope that I won't drink an entry buzz of a 10% 16-ounce beer next week, but maybe I hope I do. And you know what, though? I hope our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>